you know, if what you do today is going to injure you tomorrow or keep you out of the gym for a week, you need to rethink what your goals mm-hmm. are. The big thing that I'm looking at is the time domain, the movements that we're using. Kind of want to segue into this idea, kind of, it goes along with programming, you touched on it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and this difference between CrossFit for longevity, right? Mm-hmm. CrossFit for what we would term GPP, general physical preparedness, which is what 90% of everybody in here is doing. Yeah. And this idea of the sport of CrossFit. Now for guys like you or you know Josh and Trent and some of the athletes that we have that really want to do well in the open and, and go to regionals and potentially even the CrossFit games, well, they definitely have to be doing that because they have that mentality that they have to get better in a short period of time. We don't always know what's best for us. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And that's All right, Charlie, we're back. I got dressed up for you today. You look really nice, Chris, by the way. I saw that coat and the tie. and I don't think people get to see you this dressy. No, probably not, but the suit needs to be back by five. But the shirt will be off by <laughs> two. So. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, they, around the office, they get really, you know, they get really uncomfortable when I take my shirt off around the office, which is weird. <laughs> they don't, don't understand what we understand. No, 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 but anyway. All right, Charlie, what, uh, what I think we talk about today is probably a pretty polarizing, a lot of opinion stuff um, when we talk about programming. So I want to talk about, I want, to, I want to break apart kind of the programming. I know you've awesome. gone through a bunch of different iterations as far as who's actually done programming and what we've done, you know, the different kind of formats you've done. And you've kind of settled on this last one, I'd say probably for about, what, it last six, eight months or yeah, something? Yeah, I, I took the programming kind of back or over before the Open. So actually it was a year ago. And then to prepare the gym or to what I felt would best prepare the gym for the open last year. And then just kind of kept on uh, programming after. And really, you know, it's interesting because the, for a lot of people didn't know this, but what I would do prior to that was I would ask coaches who really felt like they felt very confident in their CrossFit knowledge and their ability to program if they wanted to program and we had so many different coaches step up and what i loved about it was you're pretty much getting their interpretation of what constantly varied functional movement executed at high intensity looks like so it it was a way to prevent us from doing you know even though you might have all the crossfit knowledge in the world it's still one person's interpretation of what constantly varied looks like so there could be some you know, lack of variation in one person's programming. So in order to prevent that from ever happening, that was kind of what I did. And um, it gave opportunity for different coaches to kind of step up. And, you know, I really felt like it was a leadership kind of opportunity because they get to program for the entire affiliate with all the members. And um, and then, but then at that point, I just felt like, you know what, it was something that I really enjoyed doing during the open. And so I just have been programming ever since. Awesome. Awesome. So, as you, you've heard the old adage, you can you can please some of the people most of the time. You can please most of the people some of the time, but you can't please most of the people most of the time. That's the first thing I think of when it comes to program, because obviously there's going to be different opinions on what we should be done, what um, and what what people may think you know a CrossFit programming looks like, because there's just so many different kinds of formats that you see out there going from gym to gym. This is a great topic because I feel like a lot of people whether they're new to the gym or they've been doing CrossFit for several years, they probably don't get to dive in and, and hear 
exactly what kind of thought goes into the workouts because I know from the outsider's perspective, it might look like, you know, man, these are just a lot of random movements and combinations. Appreciate you bringing this up because I think it's a good subject that people will appreciate and actually learn from. So CrossFit has really, it's changed, but it hasn't. You know, it's still the same um, blueprint that Greg Glassman, who's the founder of CrossFit, came up with a long time ago. And it breaks into pretty much some, I would call it three different types of things that we do, which is gymnastics, weightlifting, and monostructural movements. And monostructural movements would be more like running, rowing, uh, double unders, you know, ski erg, assault bike. So that's monostructural movements. Um, you look at some of the basic gymnastics movements that we do here, push-ups, air squats. Um, you know, then the more technical ones would be ring muscle-ups, bar muscle-ups. And then you look at weightlifting. You know, some of the more basic lifts we do is deadlifts and back squats. And then some of the more technical weightlifting movements we do are snatching, cleans, you take these three things and you basically say, you know, and, and CrossFit does a great job at their level one of kind of giving you a great blueprint for programming. The true goal of what CrossFit is intended to be. In other words, like they say it like this, and this is their verbiage. They want to push away the nursing home as long as possible. So in other words, and we will tie all this back into programming, but what you see in the CrossFit games and the majority of those programs that are out there that are, you know, demanding more work and volume than probably what you would see in a given class is not what CrossFit teaches at their level one seminar. And so CrossFit really does intend for you to be, you know, Mike Gentry is a great example of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, he's 61 and he comes in and he scales workouts as needed. Some of them he, he does RX and he's, you know, very much uh, what I would consider to be in great shape. Mm-hmm. And he could sustain what he's doing for the rest of his life. And he is, in fact, pushing off the nursing home yeah. with the, t- the commitment to his health, you know. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of what their goal is. Their goal is to take these three components I'm happy to kind of answer any yep. specific yep. questions kind of based sure. on programming sure. that you have kind of giving you that long. Good. No. So a lot, lot of information yeah. there. We can go we can go down a bunch of rabbit holes with that. I think um, one of the things I'd like to kind of dive in a little bit better is this idea. Several years ago, I can't remember the guy's name, but, you know, CrossFit, you know, if you go to CrossFit.com, their main site, it's, you know, Three rounds for time, blah, 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 blah. That's a workout. And then the the next day might be, um, you know, seven times one snatch. And then the next day, another, okay. And so some years down the road, and if you, and I can't remember the guy, but somebody developed this strength bias training, which a lot of the gyms, to include this gym, have done and and still do. And that's the idea of getting a heavy lift, getting a lift session in, and then also getting a Metcon in, right? Now, we've decided that this gym, to go away from that model, and I think it's, um, and I think it's really good why we do. Um, but I think there are probably some questions out there for some from yeah. some people as why why do we go away from that model because now we're not lifting heavier weights anymore? Can you kind of unpack yeah, so that? Yeah, so let me talk introduce kind of yeah. even that. I went to a big seminar in two thousand nine, and uh, we had Mark Ribito there, and we had some other big names, Greg Everett um, from Catalyst Athletics, and uh, you know even OPT. Uh, 
this was back in the early days, you know, 2009, it was called Black Box Summit, and, and it was really educational, but one of the big things we talked about was programming, and that was really when this kind of, what, what it was actually called was like a black box model, and it was basically saying, hey, let's take, okay, so we have to, you know, CrossFit basically is now asking us to start deadlifting really heavy weight really fast. CrossFit is asking us to front squat really heavy weight in these conditioning workouts, you know? So imagine, you know, before a 300 pound front squat, well now you're supposed to front squat 225 from the ground, you know, for, you know, we'll just say eight rep, nine reps, and then go do 20 pull-ups and do that mm -hmm. for five rounds. Well, it's like, okay, so I need to get stronger because I won't be able to lift the, what if your front squat's 225? Mm -hmm. You gotta do it, you know, 45 reps. So, and that might be somebody who's looking at workouts in the gym today, you mm -hmm. know, uh, maybe there's a deadlift workout that's a 275 deadlift, and there's 30 reps of that in the workout, meaning the conditioning piece, and your max is 275. Well, logic says I need to get stronger. Crossfitters were doing the exact same thing back in 2009, and they were saying if we need to get stronger, we should lift before we do the conditioning. And that's when that was kind of really birthed and became very popular. Mm -hmm. Just because it, it was people trying to get better at the sport of CrossFit. And so then 2010 rolls around, you start seeing a lot of like, okay, back squats, you start seeing 531 programming, strength cycles. You do all these things because you're trying to get stronger. And then you go into your workout or the conditioning workout. And that makes a lot of sense if you're looking at the short term. It makes a lot of sense to say, if you're trying to get to a destination in six months where you want to back squat, you know, 50 more pounds. If you want to uh, deadlift 100 more pounds. But that's really not what CrossFit is about. What we need to understand is that CrossFit isn't about just getting stronger. You will get stronger. I guarantee you if you hang out at a gym and you become a member and you work out here for 10 years plus your lifts will go up. Now, for me personally, I mean, I kind of understand what my limitations are. I'm not, you know, I wouldn't consider myself like necessarily old, but I'm 35, about to be 36. I have, you know, injured myself, whether it was a minor injury or something that kept me out of the gym for a few days. I kind of know what my body's limitations are. And, and I think there's a combination of being content at a certain point with a certain amount of weight. In other words, me putting 10 to 20 more pounds on a back squat. Today, for example, you know, I ended my set with 255. I probably could have pushed it a little harder. We hadn't back squatted in a while, so I wanted to see kind of how it felt. But I'm not in a rush to get stronger. And for me to back squat 315 for three and nearly hurt myself, you know, I had a little knee thing that was bothering me. I felt it on the wall balls. So I'm taking in a lot more things, factoring a lot more things than just the strength result. You know, if what you do today is going to injure you tomorrow or keep you out of the gym for a week, you need to rethink what your goals mm -hmm. are. You mm -hmm. know, so CrossFit in terms of it is a strength and conditioning program. It's not just a strength program. So if the, the weightlifting prior to the, which we're doing a little bit like mm -hmm. we did today, you know, and our logic now is like, we wanna do the lifts prior to the ones that we're gonna see in the workout to better warm us up for that. 
So doing back squats today, we had wall balls. We had 100 wall balls in the workout, so doing some back squats, it was a good day to throw those in and have those prior to wall balls. We've done um, workouts where we overhead squatted in the warm-up or in the you know beginning, and then those were in the workout. So deadlifts, the same. We built up to, you know in the next week's program, we're going to have some deadlifts and actually work out and use that warm-up to mm-hmm. prepare us for the lift because I still think there's benefits to lifting weight. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to neglect that part. There's definitely, mm-hmm. you know, you look at main site, you mentioned CrossFit.com. Sometimes you'll look at the workout and all it is is 10 sets of two back squat. Because they understand that we're not in a rush to get anywhere. Sometimes I think the more we add into our day, so if we try to cram more volume into our day, it's because we feel like we have to get somewhere right away. But think about this fitness journey as a lifelong journey. So like I said, I'm 35. I'm not going to be doing, I've been crossfitting now. This will be my 10th year. I don't see myself doing anything different. So 10, 20, 30 more years, I'm going to be doing it. So, you know, there's not necessarily like this place that I have to get to and rush to get there because I'm lifting, you know, so the, the, the strength then conditioning is something that has more risk for injury too, Mm -hmm. because you start saying, okay, we're going to lift heavy every day. You know, and that potentially might, for mm-hmm. some people, not be Absolutely. the best thing. Mm-hmm. Now, for guys like you or, you know, Josh and Trent and some of the athletes that we have that really want to do well in the open and, and go to regionals and potentially even the CrossFit games, well, they definitely have to be doing that because they have that mentality that they have to get better in a short period of time. You know, if you have to be the best in the next six months, well, you have to do everything possible in order to be the best. Most people, that's not their goal in the gym. Mm-hmm. So for us to program them in a way to get them to become the absolute best at CrossFit in the next six months, there's a higher risk of injury when you program that way. When you work out heavy every day, lots of volume, there's just more risk of injury. Not everybody's bodies can physically take that. When I was doing two and a half hour workouts, my body was better conditioned to do that than if I did if I did that now. I mean, there's going to be, unless I'm really committed to wanting to do that. And then if I did want to do that, I really need to ask myself why I'm doing mm-hmm. that. Not that I disagree with people doing that. I think it's just important to know why do you want to do that? And if your answer is, well, I want to really try to get better in the open. Well, man, I'm all for just, you know, hey, okay. Add in some extra, you know, if that's something that's really high on the priority list for you and your goals, do that. Now, if you're somebody who has had, you know, aches and pains and you know when you start adding a little bit more volume to workouts, you know, or maybe you maybe you 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 come three days a week, right? And you want to add a fourth day, but you know when you do four days, man, that's when things start hurting and, you know, or maybe you take Saturday and Sunday off and when you start coming Saturdays, things start, well listen to your body you know Mm -hmm. not everybody's body can handle doing this in high volume some people's can and some people's can't good Good. i think that's i think that was a really good explanation charlie that um i think that's probably as one of the coaches around here that's probably a lot of the questions a lot of the questions with the programming that you get again you can't please everybody all the time so um and let me say one little thing there just before you uh because i think it's important to say like you said you can't make everybody happy. Yep. And I think that's that's uh, you're, you're absolutely right with that. And I think the the key is to know that 
the programming is being written with their best, best interest, interest in mind. Yes, you know, it's, exactly. it's sometimes, I can tell you this, you know, we don't always know what's best for us. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. And that's, and so having somebody who's writing that programming, who's not, no, well, not only am I doing that programming, but I'm also thinking about every single member that works out here Mm-hmm. And I want them, yes, to get results and to continue making progress in CrossFit. I'm not against that. I definitely yep. want that. I want people to get their toes of bars and their gymnastics movements and their yep. uh, strength gains. But at the rate that their body can perform. Not It's not about rushing this in the next three months, but I'm looking after the well-being of their actual yep. anatomy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, absolutely. Um, what one comment and then kind of one following question. I think one thing too about that strength bias training is <clears throat> if you really want to get stronger and do those Windler cycles and do those different things, you really need to dedicate a whole hour to that. And I think that's another. I think that's another. Not I don't want to say trap because it's a bad word, but I think it's another concern when you do that strength bias training with the GPP athletes, the general physical preparedness athletes. You're trying to rush them through a five three one yes. Windler cycle, and then you know, all right, we got to hurry, we got to hurry, we got to hurry. Now let's get ready for this this wad. And so, um, and, and so I think that's you, you know that's an important thing to realize when you're doing cycles to get stronger. Those things take an hour, and you've only got an hour for class. So what do you say to the person who says, okay, I get all that. I'm, Yep, I'm, I'm on board, but I still want to get stronger. What are some different options you, know, you would suggest? I, honestly, what I would say is Luke has a great program that he's offering. It's a strength class. He's going to program it appropriately. He's going to keep in mind what you're doing in the CrossFit classes so that you can get in your strength work, you know. And to the person who's like, well, I don't want to do that, you know. Well, I'm like, you're still going to get stronger just by coming to these classes. But mm-hmm. you nailed it when you said, I mean... If every day you come in, and there's a lot of CrossFits that do this, and we were one of the CrossFits that did it for a long time, and every day there's a lift followed by, met, uh, uh, you know, we call them Metcons, but for people who aren't familiar, it's metabolic conditioning. In other words, the what people would call the WOD. If every day you're doing that, I guarantee you, we're rushing, we're teaching fast, we're not paying attention just because it's really hard for a coach to even take eight to ten people through the proper warm-up to get them properly prepared for the movement to have them execute that movement and then all right guys clean it up now we're going to go to the to the wad and then teach the wad teach the movement i mean it's it's not so you know what we'll do by the lift being the movements that we're doing in the conditioning we're actually teaching the movement that you're going to need to learn in the conditioning alongside helping your body warm up for that movement Mm -hmm. so by deadlifting for a little bit heavier weight whatever the weight is for that day we're actually neurologically teaching your central nervous system what you're going to do. And then when you do it in the workout, you're better prepared to do it. And the coach doesn't have to reteach that. And if there's other pieces to it, like today, again, back squats. So we're going over squats. We're getting your body ready to squat, your hips, your knees, your legs, your lower back, everything. You squat. And then in the workout, you've got 100 wall balls. Your, your lower body is ready for that. There's total bars and double unders. Okay, so now let's review and teach total bar and double unders. Boom, workout. So we're not necessarily having to say, okay, we're going to now snatch. Well, that's a a very lengthy teaching, preparation, warm-up. And then we're going to do this Metcon with deadlifts and 
you know, other random movements. And I feel like sometimes that can easily be what people will, they think they want that, but they really don't need that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, agree. Agree. So, um, now with your programming, Charlie, you still do straight strength days, right? In the programming? There's, there's, there's some, there's so. some, and it, 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 they don't happen as often, but just because, you know, there's other things to consider that are, are not necessarily the, you know, you got to look at the general, the, the person who's coming in. What if they, let's just say they come Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, and let's just say they came Monday and Friday and Wednesday was a lift day. Not that that's necessarily bad, but that person may want to do more. Mm-hmm. You know, they might feel, you know, I've had people that say, you know what, you know, there's something about, and I, I understand because I'm kind of the same way. It's like there's something about just getting your heart rate up yeah. and moving and sweating mm-hmm. and, and that, and I agree. I think that's something that we definitely, so the lift days are strategically placed. And you know, you could even call it not just lift, but what we're doing now is the NFTs, right? The not for not times. For times. Yep. So like you look at yesterday as a great example, you know, we had the 20 GHD sit-ups, five, four, three, two, one rope climbs. And then we did the uh, walking lunges, which I would call that a, a lift, right? Because mm-hmm. you're gonna, you're probably gonna see some of those in the open, mm-hmm. putting those dumbbells on your shoulders and lunging. And it was a great day because we came off of Angie, mm-hmm. which was a really hard workout on Tuesday. And then we had another workout on Monday that was pretty tough as well. So with the NFT, the not for time, it allows us to work through almost like what you would call, like to me, those rope climbs, they were strength training. Now, that's not deadlifting, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's not overhead squatting. But man, each one of those required their technical. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of the technique associated with it and strength training, you know, because I'm not as efficient as some of these guys that, you know, Selena's a great example. She just throws her feet up. She's using her legs. She's, you know, I'm still using quite a bit of my upper body to hold myself, to pull myself up. So, you know, it's kind of thinking outside of the traditional weightlifting and saying, okay, so like I would consider yesterday a great example of like what would become more of a like a skill strength day. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And, and so that's been where the, you know, again, the 10 years of creativity, right, factors in. Instead of just programming like, let's just say instead of just programming rope climbs, mm-hmm. you know, 10 sets of one ascent, mm-hmm. like let's get, let's have fun with it. You know, you yep. have, we have some GHD sit-ups that we don't always program and work out. So it gets people doing those, learning how to do those. Let's get some rope climbs in there. And then let's get some of these walking lunges with dumbbells that are a little different. And then let's not have to make it be where you have to go fast. Mm-hmm. You know, that teaching people that it's okay, you can still get great workouts and not have to move and be short out of breath. You know, Monday's workout and was working at 80%. That was the instruction for the day teaching people that you don't have to push to the max every single time you're here. Like, what does it mean today? uh, And I keep referencing workouts. I know this will go out a a different week, but you know, this five rounds of 10 toes to bar, uh, 20 wall balls, 40 dumbbell unders for me. Like my goal going into that workout was to pretty much stay consistent. I did my first round in 158 and I finished at 1009. And that was really what I was trying to do because I wasn't trying to come out incredibly fast. 
So I'm not going at 100%. Mm-hmm. But once you start learning how, and this is kind of another probably side subject about approaching these workouts and making sure that going fast and hard isn't, and, and it ties back to strength training because yeah. sometimes, you know, you just want to come in, work hard, and then lay on your back and be exhausted. Well, sometimes that might not be the best thing for the day. Yeah. Um, so, so <clears throat> I think that's, I think that's a, a really nice segue into the next part. And you'd mentioned it earlier. You'd mentioned about when you went to CrossFit level one and those of you listening went to level one, you know what we're talking about. Um, but you know, there's three things that's broken up to weightlifting, gymnastics, uh, monostructure, and then there's right sprint, short, medium, long. That's right. So I think kind of the last part that we talk about program before we go on to kind of the last part I want to talk about. Explain now, knowing that we're not doing the strength bias programming anymore. So explain now how you come up with at least the general, with using that terminology, how you come up with the general, I, I guess, guidelines in, in order to make it work. Perfect. Like you said earlier, it's not just, you know, what is Charlie thinking of today? Yeah. Wall balls, this no, or that. So, so there's definitely a variety component because there's so much that we that we, we do and that we want to implement the programming. So, you know, not repeating movements um, all the time. So, you know, toes to bar today, you know, we hadn't seen them since uh, Saturday before last. And so we wanted to make sure that, you know, you're revisiting those. Um, things like pull-ups, you know, you want to make sure that you're not putting multiple days of, you know, high volume pull-ups together. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at even days that we don't want to touch a barbell, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, so there's, I, I always like having at least one day a week when we're just not going to have a barbell in the workout. I like having currently when I'm programming, I like having, uh, three workouts in what I would call that sweet spot, which is probably that two. 10 to 12 minute, you know, somebody might finish in 15, 16, that's okay. But those types of workouts, I like to put in there at least three times a week because I think those are really good. Keeping in couplets and triplets, you know, lift heavy. Now, if you look at the actual week by week, you know, we don't want to have days where people are coming in and risking their lower back because you're deadlifting day, next day followed by power cleaning, you know, next day followed by snatching because your your lower back is probably going to be pretty shot by then. Mm-hmm. Looking at how many repetitions are in certain workouts compared to other workouts. So there might be, you know, workouts that have 50 or less reps. There might be workouts that have 50 to 100 reps and there might be workouts that have 100 plus reps. Um, there might be workouts that include all three monostructural gymnastics and weightlifting. And then there might be workouts that only include gymnastics you know like angie or only include weightlifting so you can look at the workouts that way Um, i love the level two gives you this printout that basically gives you all the movements at in in that time there's still more movements that they don't include and then you kind of just go down your chart and you just fill in like i'd put a check mark when we do certain things and so i can say oh we haven't done this in a while so let me come up with a workout here Um, i also think about workouts that i've done in the past that I like to kind of revisit or benchmark workouts that CrossFit has that we can kind of test ourselves or benchmark workouts that I come up with. Um, I'll look at different kind of websites that have people's gyms that I really like and people that I think do a good job on programming um, and then implement some of their programming. Sometimes coaches will say, hey, 
you know, Ken sometimes will send me a workout that he does, that he wrote, that he really likes, and I may use that depending on how it comes in the mix. But the big thing that I'm looking at is the time domain, the movements that we're using. I also think because, yeah, it would be great to have a certain workout that, you know, everybody maybe would love, but, or maybe that I would love to program. But if our space doesn't allow for it, or if it's kind of, you know, think about a freezing weather, you know, I can't program, you know, I knew what the weather was going to be like this week. So I really needed to program with that in mind that we weren't not going to be outside, that we were going to be inside likely, you know, and just thinking through some of the variables that you don't consider, you know, so you have to, you also think about class sizes, equipment, you know, how you're going to, you know, do these workouts with that. So factoring a lot of those things in and then um you know i also like looking at it like after i write it like is this if i was a member at a gym does this look like a good week of workouts like am i feeling like i'm getting you know a combination of movements and uh, time domains i've had times i'll ask one of the coaches or i'll say hey look at this tell me what you think and you know the it's okay to have different opinion about programming. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that that's one of the reasons I loved all the coaches writing the programming mm -hmm. because I love how each of us can look at it differently. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's a really good explanation on on the programming, and I think I think what <clears throat> I think that answers a lot of the questions as far as for people as far as you know how do they especially the newer the newer athletes you know how do they come up with this stuff? It's not just a random. And yeah. that's right. I think a lot of people want to hear that. So. Um, I think Charlie, for the last five ten minutes yeah. here, kind of want to segue into this idea. Kind of, it goes along with programming. You touched on it earlier, mm -hmm. um, uh, and this difference between CrossFit for longevity, right? Mm -hmm. CrossFit for what we would term GPP, general physical preparedness, which is what ninety percent of everybody in here is doing. Yeah, and this idea of the sport of CrossFit, because what people don't realize, and what a lot of people don't realize, is two different things, right? They're, they're, those are two different things, and and it's almost like comparing apples and oranges, and um, so I think some of the new play, some of the new newer people, and maybe some people have been here for a while. They see some people around here doing things like you alluded to earlier, different sessions and two or three yeah. hours, and, and and I think really kind of making the difference between those two and understanding that those there's a difference between the sport and before actual CrossFit and talking about those difference. Yeah, so I think, and, and this is a, an area that I think I'm I'm very familiar with because I think. I have tried and I think anyone out there who who does CrossFit can easily begin to think that this is their sport and this is what their fitness is all about. And I think it's the the first thing is important to understand is that this is intended to complement your life, not consume it. So this, like we talk about building better people, this gym and the workouts that you do here should help make you a better version of you outside of the gym. When we turn this into everything, it actually really can damage what it's supposed to do because it consumes everything and it becomes the thing that we look forward to more than the things outside of the gym, which arguably are things that matter the most. We put too much emphasis on certain goals in the gym and and that's not intended crossfit you know even you know 
my a good friend of mine who's on who's a level four CrossFit trainer. He teaches uh, a lot of the level ones, level two. You know, he was putting something out a while back, and I was listening to it, and he really encourages his members to do a sport outside of the gym. You know, whether that's you know kickball or jujitsu or something, you know, rowing. But you know, in other words, this was never intended to be your sport. Sounds terrible because it, now it's a giant sport. But when you look at the pyramid that CrossFit created, you know, at the top of that pyramid is sport. And I would even argue that at the top of that pyramid, for those of us that majority of us are not professional athletes, put life. You want to go backpacking this summer and you're going to be at 13,000 feet climbing to 17,000 feet, you know, in the mountains. Well, CrossFit should better prepare you for that task. Um, We got a guy, John Friedman, who his whole reason for coming over here and starting to train with us because he wanted to climb a mountain with his family. That's what CrossFit is for. And I remember when he was describing to me what I had just came back from my mountain trip and he was basically telling me about what he wanted to do. And so I better understood his goal. And I told him, I said, man, CrossFit is perfect for Mm -hmm. you. His sport is not CrossFit. And that's where we sometimes get caught up in all the hype of CrossFit that we start thinking that our sport is CrossFit when really our sport is life. And what are the physical activities that your life is demanding of you outside of the gym? Matt Chan, there's a video that he basically says, it's, a, it's like a testimonial video of CrossFit. And he says, I love CrossFit because it allows me to express my fitness in my life. And I think that's a great way of saying it. Whether you're mowing the yard, whether you're doing what Mike Gentry did and climbing uh, Colorado, Chris Butte with his granddaughter mm-hmm. and 7,000 to 10,000 feet, three miles in the mountains, and he can carry her on his shoulders. For the time being, that was his sport. It was life. It was just the physical tasks that your life demands of you. That's what we're trying to do in the gym is better prepare you for those things. So you're not winded when... You know, me, Kate, and Anderson the other day were uh, going on there. They got these new little, like, John Deere little trucks, and Mm -hmm. they're driving them, and then they go to this big hill, and they're running up and down. And, man, there was this one moment that Anderson kind of – it was a sticker burst, so it wasn't like Mm -hmm. he fell or anything. He just freaks out, but he's probably 60 feet away. Well, as soon as he starts, I sprint over to him. And that's – I mean, that's a very normal thing, right? You'd be amazed how many people can't do can't that. Do that. Yep. That's what we're training for. And so when you kind of think of this thing as I'm training for thrusters and pull-ups, I'm training for double-unders and rope climbs, and and I'm not saying those things are bad. Obviously, you know I love CrossFit. I love the open, and I love everything about it. But we're, we don't need to confuse the sport that we're playing because mm-hmm. the sport that we're playing is not CrossFit. It is life. And what is it in your life that's demanding physical tasks of you? And CrossFit should complement and make you a better version in those areas. And so when you look at like, we'll use a high school athlete as an example. You know, a high school athlete comes to the gym. They play baseball. And their parent says, you know, we've heard about CrossFit and, you know, my son, he plays baseball and he's really good. And, you know, he's starting to get some college offers and we're looking at possibly having him sign up here. 
Okay, that's great. We don't specialize in baseball, right? That's not what we, but you know what we do really good is we will increase his GPP, general physical preparedness. In other words, the physical shape, the general physical shape that he's in, we're going to upgrade that. You know, so if, if he's out of shape, guess what we're going to do? We're going to get him in better shape. We're going to get him stronger. We're going to take those 10 physical areas that we define, accuracy, agility, uh, strength, endurance, or cardiovascular endurance, and we're going to make him better in all of those things. But we can't guarantee you that he's going to be better at baseball. Now, I promise you, if he's getting really good coaching in baseball by his baseball-specific coaches, what he does here will only make him better at that sport. And that would apply for hockey, football, track. I mean, name any sport, you know, bowling. You know, I mean, it, it, it just all the thing. But CrossFit was never intended. Greg Glassman, founder of CrossFit, never intended for this to be your primary sport. Now, Katrin David's daughter, Rich Froning. What Rich Froning probably would classify, he does so much other stuff mm-hmm. that he just he's just a kind of an adventure junkie. And mm-hmm. but but still, it's a sport, you know. Um, Dan Bailey, you know, we could name several CrossFit athletes, Brooke Wells. CrossFit's their sport. Like, that's what they're getting better for. They compete at the CrossFit Games. They are professional CrossFit athletes. That's their sport. Most of us, that's not our sport, you know. And so training and going back to kind of the, the foundational topic is all these workouts that we're doing, Everything is with that in mind. Greg Glassman, his CrossFit programming has that in mind. But just like sometimes we take something and adapt it and maybe even mess it up a little bit, you know, and, and, and I'm going to fully admit, man, I've totally messed up CrossFit programming before. I mean, um, at different times in my life when my focus was probably on different things, you know, and... and I lost sight of what it was that was I should be focused on. Yeah, I think that's a good place to end it, John. Awesome. I think, I think that was good, man. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.